Hey, everybody, this is Pete. Uh, I just wanted to give you a heads up before the episode that uh, some of the dates and times of things might seem a little old in this episode, and that's because uh, this recording, not unlike Clark W. Griswold's Christmas bonus slash Jelly of the Month Club membership, uh, fell between the seats, and I didn't see it, and I'm sorry. So, yeah, we recorded this a few weeks ago and uh, got lost in the shuffle, so we're releasing it now, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Passionate Achiever Podcast. I'm Tracy Day. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Chris Cook. Hello, Tracy. I like to see that you're out of your closet um, now, Tracy. <laughs> I'm coming out of the closet. Yeah, I love I'm that. In the because office. our show is about connecting. It's yes. about connecting. So you can't be in the closet and connect. You have to be and outside. Connect. Yes. <laughs> Well, so today, yes, our topic is ways of connecting. Now, the three of us, of course, we have our crack engineer here, Pete. Uh, good <laughs> and morning. We've had to jump on three different uh, ways of communicating. We've been texting. We've tried all kinds of Teams and WebEx. And I don't know about you guys, but I have been on Zoom and everything else so much this week which is fabulous. It's amazing that we have all these platforms to actually connect with people while we are quarantined, right? I mean, that's the good news. Um, But so, yeah, I think when people are feeling so frustrated and now uh, we've just gotten the word that at least for New Jersey, New York and Connecticut, that it will be at least a month more, um, you know, it's hard to kind of think, oh, my gosh, like here we are, but we can do it. We've got to think positive and we have to think of the bigger picture of why we're doing it. I think when I start to get a little stir crazy, I think, no, this this is a small price to pay to keep this under control. Well, hopefully. Um, so how have you guys been connecting with other people? Well, you know, one, I was on uh, a call yesterday with Richfield and, you know, how Richfield's becoming a town of compassion. Uh, actually, in a little over a month, they're supposed to have their big event in Richfield about becoming a, a, a town of compassion. The first town in Connecticut, actually. And so awesome. Rudy Marconi the, is amazing. Uh, he put out the bat signal that he needed, uh, you know, some brain trust to come in to come up with ideas. And it was so cool because it was ideas about how to connect in town, right? And how to how to do it while social distancing. And, you know, a whole bunch of ideas came out. And so, you know, one of the things that they were literally connecting in person, not just through Zoom, not through just through WebEx or through Teams, but um, getting out and the people started filming their neighbors walking out at a specific time, I think it was 707 something uh, last night in Richfield, where they rang bells together to connect together. Oh, and the kids kids went went nuts. I know Monroe's doing it, Monroe, Connecticut, at a certain time each evening, they're going out and ringing bells. And you know they were doing it and when they were filming themselves in honors of the healthcare workers uh, that are in town. So you know, there's different ways you can do Connecting. I mean, that's one. Another one is that people are coming out onto their driveways, it's just sitting in their driveways 
and sharing, you know, not sharing, but they each have their own drinks. Uh, obviously, my libation would be chocolate milk. Um, and the they're sitting at the end of their driveways, ha- you know, enjoying their chocolate milks or whatever they're drinking. Um, and just literally talking to each other and seeing each other and connecting each other, but just staying on their driveways. Uh, so that was uh, another way. So those are just two quick examples that, you know, came out of discussions. Did you see... Uh, did you see the teachers? I forget where it was. You know, they all start to like glom in together. But um, because the teachers are all, you know, trying to do this DDL distance, what's it called? Uh, something distance learning. I forget what the acronym is. But so the teachers got in their cars and did a parade and drove around the streets honking. They had like balloons yeah. hanging out, the waving to see all of their students and then they kind of jumped on their, you know, webinars or whatever they're using afterwards. But it was a way to, you know, from a distance, uh, at least kind of show their, hey, we're still thinking of you kind of thing, which I loved that one. I thought that was a good one. That's really cool. Yeah, that was really touching. Right. And then and then I noticed, you know, stealing an idea from uh, overseas, the United Kingdom. There was a neighborhood where an EMT worker was getting up to go to her shift and everyone in the neighborhood lined the street as she was driving away, clapping for her and thanking her as she was going to her shift. And that gave me goosebumps like crazy. So, you know, it's things like that, right, that that we can we can do and and become, you know, creative. So, you know, going out in your driveway and, and scheduling a certain time in your neighborhood just so you can see each other or talk to each other or yell across, you know, the street with each other that, you know, that is, is very cool. But I'm also thinking of other things, you know, so we have those types of connections, but, you know, even sharing family recipes online with somebody or your favorite recipe, you know, my, my wife makes an Estonian Kringle and that is simply to die for my boys go nuts for it. And so, you know, sharing those with friends online, connecting about what your favorite foods are so that they can make, Since you know, we're all cooking now, <laughs> we're doing a lot more of it. That's well, and, and that, that's the thing, you know, I think we can find cool ways to connect, to show who we are with each other without actually, you know, being right there with each other. Um, mm-hmm. But another way, so that that's one, I think sharing cool recipes would be a, a blast. And then I think we also have to realize we have to connect inward. So picking up, even if it's simple five minute meditation for someone who hasn't meditated before, compassion meditation, coming up with a, a meditation that helps you to connect with yourself. I think that's really important, especially in this time when people are going through anxiety and stress. And so mm-hmm. there's a big pickup. I don't know. I've been following this in the news. I've been a little concerned about this, um, that there's an increase actually in road rage in several towns and there's less traffic. Um, and yeah, because they're all freaking out. They have to like, they're like, I've got to get out of my house. I'm like, yes. ah, and then not good. <laughs> the police officers who are wounded or have been killed recently all involving domestic abuse issues. Oh, so domestic that's... violence, right, has, has creeped, creeped up. So we, we have to take that idea of connecting with ourselves, right, to find a way 
to calm ourselves. And for me, it's, it's as you guys, as you two know, it's running and then I meditate afterwards. I had to run first and that got me into the meditative mode. But I think we have to think not just of connecting with each other, but also connecting with ourselves so that we can deal with the stress and anxiety as well. And for those people that I, I do try and meditate, I don't do it for very long, but I really do make a conscious effort to do it at least once a day. And there are some great apps and I, you know, I keep throwing names out there and this is by no means, you know, endorsing them or whatever, but they're just some helpful ones that I've used before. Headspace is a great one and they have a free, you know, you can always upgrade, of course, but I think that's a great one to, if you've never meditated before, it's very easy to follow. I mean, they literally have like two or three minutes to kind of get in the mode because if you've never done it before, it's hard to, you know, people are like, well, you have to sit down and, you know, just be by yourself for a half hour. And that's not it. It's, you can, you know, it's a practice. That's why they call it a meditative practice or you know, like a yoga practice um, at the end. You never really, it's the journey. You never really get to the end of it. You it's know? so true, Tracy. It's right? how, I, you, how you work through it. So I started with, good to try. I started with two minutes. I found a compassion meditation that I, I, I love. And I, I, I started with two minutes, then I worked to three minutes, then five minutes. And at one point I was doing a half hour and, you know, uh, especially when I was writing the book, um, but then, you know, life creeped in and I realized that I started creeping back down to see how many minutes was really beneficial to me. It helped calm me down, taking my blood pressure, my pulse and 10 minutes was my sweet spot. Like there anything, anything yeah. below 10 minutes, you know, I didn't feel like I got the, the full effect that I wanted to out of it. But I think everyone has a different sweet spot. And I yeah. think if you start with two minutes. And you, exactly. you'll be amazed, right? And then work your way up. And and there's lots of them. I mean, if you just plug in meditation, there's like a million apps that come up. And nor do you really have to have an app. I'm not saying that. But I think some of those guided meditations for people that have never done it before are really helpful um, yeah. because they do kind of walk you through it. They, you know, get you breathing. They, you know... I don't, I think it's easier if you can start with that and then other people can just, you know, settle in and, and go for an hour. Um, yep. but I think we, that's a great point that we all really do need to connect to our, to ourselves. A lot of people are journaling. Uh, I've heard friends say, you know, when I'm getting stressed out, I, I journal or I, people are reading so much more. There's, there's a lot of ways to, uh, I just, connected um with i forget what the app is called but it's good reads good reads thank you yeah because um, you, you put out a friend request to me i was quite I surprised did. yeah i, just put it out <laughs> I quickly accept was in my contacts <laughs> did you diss me i haven't looked <laughs> no i would never do that tracy I would never do that. no but it's it's a good one because again we're connecting you know then i can see what you read you see what i read and just saying it's it's another tool to it's that olive branch kind of thing. And um, of course, all the privacy settings, you can, you know, say how much you want to share or not. And, you know, I just think there are different ways to to really reach out if you can kind of 
get creative. Um, you know, there a friend told me the other day that he, they actually have another family staying with them. And, and a lot of people do have, you know, family members staying with them, whatever. We've got two of our kids and their dog and their cat, which I'm looking at as a gift because they're married and they, you know, when would we ever have this kind of quality time together? Um, so I'm, I'm trying to just treasure it as much as possible, but we're all trying to work in different parts of the house. So <laughs> this friend of mine who said they have this other family, they kind of made like a game out of it. And now in all the different areas of their home, they have conference room one, conference room two, <laughs> including the bathroom. Like that is a conference room you get to. <laughs> You get to have time in there just by yourself and they, and they rotate, you know, it's like they, people have made schedules. And again, they're Kendall was saying there's actually an app that will do it for you, which I thought was hysterical, but just, you know, different, uh, different change of pace, looking at different walls is helpful too, I think for your sanity. Um, and then we try and take time to then all come together. But during the day, we're kind of doing our own thing. Which, Very cool. You know, yeah. So there's lots of different ways to to try and be by yourself, but connect in the same way. And I think if we can try, the biggest thing for me is just to stay in the moment, not try and look at this as, oh my gosh, you know, it's not even April 1st and we've got to go through all of April. Like right now, how are we doing right this minute? And I think that's a big one. Like you said, Christopher, you know, unfortunately, the domestic abuse is going up and it's that kind of thing is really scary um, because we also don't have the resources to if people have to go to the hospital, you know, God forbid someone gets beat up, you know, I mean, we we certainly don't have room in the hospitals for that. And and yet it's you know, it can be a snowball effect. So we yep. want to do everything we can to to keep people sane and to feel connected, but grounded too. that. Um, Pete, what are you guys doing in your, you've got two little people at home and then your wife is a nurse. So that's, that's kind of a, a tough one too. How are you guys managing with the little people? Yeah, we're hanging in. We're, you know, trying to get as much outside as much as we can. It's not been easy lately, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, trying to do as much real world sort of school as we can. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we'll take the binoculars out and go look for birds and we have a, a stream in the backyard and, you know, we're kind of following the stream and throwing little sticks into it and watching the current take them. And you, we rescued a bunch of earthworms yesterday, um, you know, little things like that. Uh, my wife, yeah. there's this app called House Party where you, everybody gets on and you can do like multi-person video chat like she's on with 19 of her cousins. And I you can play games and stuff. And, you know, um, so she's been doing that. We've just been kind of FaceTiming a lot and catching up with people. Uh, and like Chris, you, like you were saying, we're, we're trying to be outside and kind of visible. We, uh, we live across from a um, 
uh, park. So there's always cars and people playing ah. tennis and, and uh, in the in the parking lot, people will park their cars. And the, yesterday there were four women out in their SUVs, like sitting in their trunks, all having a party separated away from each other. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of a cool thing, you know, seeing and there's a million people out walking dogs. We never see this many people out walking. So it's kind of it's kind of nice. I saw the best meme. I mean, that is one thing that has been hysterical. The memes that are coming out and the songs about COVID-19 and everything else for the humor has just, it's amazing how creative people have become. Uh, but I saw one, like you said, it was the dog up on the soffit as if it was a cat on, you know, on the soffit <laughs> above the uh, counters. It was like, get away from me. Five walks in a day when I'm used to two is too much. I can't do it. <laughs> Which I thought was cute. But um, So I want to go back uh, just briefly, in, unless somebody else has any great uh, thoughts of other ways to connect. Well, yeah, one other thing is I joined uh, yesterday as well, a, a cool conversation in the evening. Uh, organizations like the New York Times and other um, major news media outlets are actually having these kind of online meetings with uh, famous philosophers and others. And I, I read the column called The Stone, which is about philosophy and, and philosophical questions. And so they had the editor of that column and one of the philosophers who writes on um, uh, terror, fear, and hypochondria. And you can a ask questions. And it's a, a way to connect with not just the people that are around you or that you know, but you know, new people that I, I, I never met before from places like Egypt and <laughs> around the world. Uh, we were connecting, a asking questions of each other. And I thought that was really cool. And that just started yesterday. So wow, it's just- Wow, I love that. And it if is, the Times is doing it, then you know probably the journal will start or- Yeah, whatever. exactly. So look out for those types of things. And you know, um, a couple of my students before we got closed at the university, before we closed down, um, they know that I do what I call Friday, P-H-R-I-D-A-Y, philosophical fun, P-H-U-N. And so every Friday, I have a question I write up on the board. I'm usually the first person up at my house, and I write a philosophical question. So they asked me, the students asked me if I could start sharing that online. So I've been doing that on Facebook and, and Twitter. And what's really cool is that not just my students are involved and some of my colleagues, but, you know, there's some high school friends I haven't seen in quite a while who are reconnecting in a cool way. You know, my, my, my question this past Friday was, is suffering a necessary part of the human condition? And to hear and listen to some of my friends from so long ago chime in and, and you know, I, I'm really proud to still call them friends because of the answers and, and the way the discussions happen. So, you know, there are different things you can you know, be a participant in some big organization like New York Times, or you can even start something small uh, with your group of friends uh, online. So I think there's a bunch of cool different ways to connect. I love that. Well, and so last week, before we forget, we don't want to uh, be <laughs> remiss on our compassionate achiever of the Yeah! Day. <laughs> this one is a big one. We're we're including thousands, probably millions of 
of people. But um, Pete, since your uh, wife is a nurse, why don't you uh, <laughs> announce our compassionate achiever of the week? Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, we've been talking about it a lot. But, yeah, th- this week we're highlighting um, healthcare workers, but specifically uh, nurses in this case, because at least as far as I'm concerned and, and from everything I've heard, they really are considered to be the ones that are on the front line. They're, you know, the people that are literally in your face, you know, catching taking what you're... Taking swabs. Yeah, taking yeah, swabs. It, it literally and, in your nose. Yeah, like, so, yes. and, and I hate to say it, but in a lot of cases, they're not being taken care of the way they should be. And it's, right. it's tough. It's and scary. despite that, they're still doing what they do because it's not... It's not a job. It's a calling. They are, they're driven unlike anybody I've ever known to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. And I get to see them as undergraduate students. And I, I swear it's a calling. They're just special, special superheroes in my book. You know, I'm talking to you, Abby. I'm talking to you, Allie. Right. My some of my former students who are nurses on the front line throughout, throughout the country. And I just, uh, I'm so proud to know so many of them. And we, as you said, Pete, we need to make sure they have the resources that they not only to do their job, but the resources to protect them. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. You can always make well, more masks. You can always make more ventilators, but you can't make more trained nurses. No. Good point. That no. And Ellie. Ellie's been doing that. She's been making that, you know, because they've been reusing their N95 masks. So Ellie's making the masks covers. She took out her mom's old sewing machine and and put together seven prototypes and had people uh, wear them. And now they came back with recommendations. So she's changing up those so they can wash those covers um, so um, they can reuse their N95 masks. So there's a bunch of things we can do, guys, right, to to help our superheroes, the nurses that are out there. And when you talk about a calling, did you uh, hear that Cuomo actually put out to retired healthcare workers that they needed their help? 40,000 came forth in like a matter of days. I mean, that talk about a calling. Well, and it's not just the retirees. I saw that a bunch of doctors and nurses from Atlanta who who hasn't been hard hit yet flew up. Uh, to to New York to help. Isn't that great? That yeah. So kudos to all of our healthcare workers, but particularly those nurses that are on the front line. And we just want to thank you. And we want to thank you for the listeners to you know stay safe and healthy and all that good stuff and and just stay home. Most Not only stay healthy, right, but stay positive, right. One yeah. of the things that's the hard thing to do. So we hope that we've given you some ideas on how to connect so that you can unleash the compassion achiever within you so that you can unlock success. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. The Compassionate Achiever podcast is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CompAchieverPod, and feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening.